it brought me back alive creatively. It was like not only what her nursery is gonna look like, but who am I gonna look like as a mother? What what am I gonna show her? And um, oof, dang it, about to get emotional. Um, thinking of her and her having dreams and saying like, what were yours, mom? Did you do anything with them? And I didn't want that to only be in the past. You know, I didn't want her to think that dream chasing for women was from age 18 to 25. And then it was like, poof, kids, um, that's over for me now. I wanted her to see it in the present, you know, but I also wanted her to see me as 100% all in. I'm here for you and your dreams. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Vision Builders, the show about freedom, what it is, what it takes to create it, to share it, and the age-old practice of leveraging other people's hindsight to bring clarity to our own developing stories. And with me today, I am really excited to have an old friend uh, as a guest who, well, she's not old, but we've been friends for a little while. Thanks for um, clarifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we are, you know, she is, you know, she is, I would say, your your classical artist, right? She has is a storyteller of sorts and has created um, a, a following of people who have just decided that a person being real and sharing their own experiences and what matters to them is 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 enough it's compelling and um and she's going to get into some of that but i i I hope that you will join me in welcoming jamie squires jamie hello chu it's so nice (laughs) to sit down with you again yes (laughs) thanks for having me (laughs) um and again you know we we used to sit down kind of well sit down stand up we never sat down let's make it sit much (laughs) eating some greasy chicago food uh you know uh, real, real, real talk here. And so, you know, I want to, I want to kind of let everybody, and by the way, if you're watching this right now and you like this kind of content, go ahead and like the video. I'm just going get to get it out of the way now, share it. Um, and by all means, leave a comment because we have no idea how this is hitting you unless you tell us. So join the conversation. Um, so speaking of conversation, you know, the intro of you is, is interesting because I've known you I'm trying to think the year I met you and the best I could come up with was like 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, that's the year I went Do we, we went through, um, we started MTC at the same time, right? As, uh, like maybe, maybe, I, went, I don't know. 2000 cent sounds about, oh, about right. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Which would make it 11 years. Um, and you were not, a wife or a mom <laughs> back then. Nope. And uh, you were a, a singer, a songwriter, um, actor, model. Uh, you, and then later became a coach of these things. And, and you also then became um, just a uh, kind of a, a voice, a stylist even. Uh, you, were, you were doing a lot of things to help people along their way in all of these fields, and you know, you and I were doing that together. Uh, fun fact for all of you who have been watching the show for a long time and know that I'm a financial professional as my day job. Once upon a time, once upon a time, <laughs> it feels it feels like that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Many titles ago, we many? also held many other titles. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They're in different ones, but um, I want to I want to kind of go back a little bit with you specifically because. Um, I don't imagine you could have predicted 11 years ago or 15 years ago or whatever it was that your life would look exactly like it looks right now. But I think you would agree, because I know I I feel this away myself. um, I think you would agree that everything that you've done up up until now has prepared you for Mm. for now. Mm -hmm. Nothing is in vain, nothing was wasted. There's nothing that you go back and go, oh, what was I doing? What was I thinking doing that? Um, so I think hearing a little bit about your story, starting at when did you know that your voice, your perform, your, your desire to share story, 
um, was more than just something you like to do in your room, but is something that you might actually <laughs> want to do more of or focus on? Like, when did you know? It inherently, I knew that I loved the power of story, right? The power of empathy, connecting with people. I had a good voice. I was told that I could sing well. So I felt like that was the obvious avenue that I should take. I enjoyed it. Music uh, filled my soul. I wanted to fill other people's souls with it. I felt like that was a my niche, you could say. So that was my my first avenue of choice. And it was a real... Um, you know, it's a hard road. And there were a lot of things that I enjoyed about it. But ultimately, it was a more lonely road than mm -hmm. I expected it to be. And I like connection with people. I like to feel like I can pour any any creative person. They want no matter what your creative niche is, right? If it's singing, if it's dancing, if it's producing, if it's painting. Um, and I love all of those things. Ultimately, you want to feel seen and understood. You want to have your art out for the world and you want people to connect with it. And so there were a lot of different ways for me to go about doing that. And I did, I started in a time when the industry was evolving and was changing. Well, that's a fun word for it. Uh, <laughs> much more diplomatic and kind, I think, than a, a word uh, other people use, but, uh, you know, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there, there were a lot of things going uh, on, right? And so there was this battle of pursuing passions, but also setting up a path for myself monetarily. Mm -hmm. um, in the future. And so music was kind of looking to dwindle in that respect where I was going to have to put out a lot more than I would ever make. And it's an investment and it's an investment some people can choose to make. I was 18 at the time, so not really much of a choice <laughs> in terms of investment. I did have a lot of support yes. from my parents. Um, and I appreciate that. And part of that also built in this guilt that as I internally felt like God was telling me, this is a part of your path, but not your full path. Mm -hmm. I felt so conflicted in turning to a new path because my family had invested so much for me that I felt like you got to make good on that. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to hold, hold true. And so I had even, I was going to college at the same time. I was offered a free ride for a master's program because I worked at also worked part-time at like the registrar's office. And they said, we want you to continue to work here part-time and we will finance your master's in organizational leadership is what they wanted me to get a master's in. They had kind of chosen the program for me, which is interesting. Um, so if you want to get a master's in this program, we'll finance it for you. I said, yes. And then I said, no, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. And so you think, do you, that's one of the things I look back and I'm like, but do I regret it? No, I had to sow my wild music oats to know that I had to, you know, bury that in the sand, not buried. It's still very much part of me, but that terms of having a solo singer songwriter career. And God also made that very evident in my health. My health was greatly deteriorating at the time throughout that process. Mm. And I literally hit a wall with my health got, um, and that forced me to stop. And it actually, as, as hard as that was, it, it almost was what I needed because not that my family wasn't understanding, but it took the burden off of me that everybody around me saw, we need to change course. We need to take a step back and, um, find a new avenue because as much as I loved music, um, pursuing the traveling and the solo career was, it was killing me. It was, <laughs> it literally was. I, I want to take a moment too, because like you just said some stuff right there in that, like, I, you know, the story that you just told, I've actually, I've actually heard it a lot of different times from different people, but they told it differently. What you usually hear is my dream was ripped from me and I don't know what to do and da, da, da. like, whereas for you, you started to see, like, I gave it a shot, but you were, there was something in you that was ready for next mm -hmm. or moving on 
to the next thing. And so you don't, you don't look back and loathe that experience. You know what I mean? Like you just told the story in a way that I don't often hear it. Like, you know, um, you know, I, I, I joke around, you know, I grew up in music as well. Uh, you knew that, but maybe some people watching this didn't. And uh, if I were to turn the cameras around, they'd probably see, uh, you know, my piano over there, my bass over there, another guitar over there. Like that's, you know, I still am a musician, but, um, you know, one of the things I, I, I now realize, like music to me is for making my kids dance, mm-hmm. play. And my daughter, my youngest, whenever I'm playing the guitar, she'll like walk over and like just smack the strings. And I remember how annoying that was to me when I was like 10 and 11 and learning to play guitar. And now like it makes me laugh (laughs) because it's no longer a thing that I'm trying to leverage to make a living for. It really is that thing that made me smile when I was a kid again, which somebody would have told me that, that I could recover that joy, that raw joy from from singing or playing music, uh, I don't know that I would have believed it along the way, but you know, here you are telling a story where kind of in real time. Now I know stories kind of button things up a little bit, but like in kind of relative real time, you realize I need to do something different. Then your health started deteriorating. And then everyone else around you who had supported you also saw that mm-hmm. you needed to do something different. <laughs> yes. Don't so, get me wrong. There was trauma. There was trauma in there. I had tried before. I had felt in my heart, this wasn't right. And I had tried to stop. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was, I, I was in a place where I felt like I couldn't even listen to music. I couldn't listen to my own songs. I was bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I got back on the horse because I said, I'm not going to let it end this way. I need to go. I need to finish, go to the finish line so that I can know it's not because I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. It's because I didn't want it enough. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a huge distinction. That's a huge distinction. Um, I I recently had the opportunity to sit down with a young lady who, um, you know, wants to get into modeling and so me being a a dad of daughters and you know a brother of sisters like the first thing was do you (laughs) (laughs) and so like I just wanted to lay out for her not all the obstacles because like but I just I needed to be able to look not that it was up to me but I wanted to be able to say okay do I see enough evidence indicating that you want it enough? Because if mm-hmm. you don't, you could save yourself a lot of trouble right now. Um, and, and, you know, I'll say this in front of your family so that they can know what it is. Um, but you, you're right. I feel like that want to that you just described, like that is a very important thing to pay attention to in terms of course correcting, course correcting. Cause a lot of people, mm-hmm. they don't have the objective reality to feel that and be okay with just going, it's not that I couldn't do this. It's not that I'm not enough, but it, it might be that this and something else might be the, the raw materials for my next. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that will to want to, cause you know, most people, when they have a dream, when they're young, they don't know really what the cost is true no idea (laughs) but had I not been on a course where I was I can think like can you I mean can you imagine you and I collectively together how many people that we now know and love and call family essentially would we have not met in the world had we not been for a time I mean honestly I would never have met my wife I would never have gone to the school that I went to to pursue what I pursued right her older sister and uh brother-in-law like and become friends with them and like none of that would have happened had I not so I mean I got a couple of really cute kids and (laughs) yeah you do (laughs) family that was all born out of that old desire that I don't seem to have anymore right like it's Mm -hmm. it's all good it's okay it's a part of the journey so what are you up to now? Like for people who are looking at your face on my show and they're like, I, I think I know, I recognize, I might even, that's Jamie. Why do they feel that way? What are you up to right now? Wow. 
All right. Well, that perspective, that's empowering. Um, and looking back at all of my seven majors in college. Did seven. you have seven? I had seven. I still that's graduated in four years, but there was, a, there was a role of seven. I have used every single tidbit of each one, especially you. in what I'm doing now, because I finalized with a degree, a few of them, because I'm a I'm a book nerd with a degree in graphic design. <laughs> yeah, we connect there. Uh, a degree in studio art and in music as well. So very, ar very artistic, heavy degree. Um, but the graphic design has led me to a, a social media type of path. And what initially that started as, so you may be listening to this because you know, you follow me on Instagram. I have an Instagram page. That's where my, that's where I hang out most days. And it's been essentially um, quite literally where I hang out these days, given the times that we live in. It's the only place I can hang out. <laughs> you know, I have two young children under two. No, but I, my other one turned two. you know, I forget sometimes. Um, and being in a global pandemic, it has not only been a creative outlet, but it has been a community outlet mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And I, um, as much as I am a extroverted introvert, so to say, when I am with people, it is easy for me to chat, but when I don't need to be with people to thrive, I, I need to get into my own creative being and then come back out. It's like a never, a never ending ebb and flow. And so I had come way down in terms of traveling in terms of working with you and traveling all throughout the country, mentoring people, that being such a huge part of my life to my health dramatically deteriorating and crawling into a cocoon <laughs> and um, diving into um, focusing on every little piece of food I put in my body to um, how I was you know, I, I, I went crazy with trying to feel better, right? I stopped using microwaves because of radiation. Like it was a journey. All right. I went very deep into myself. And um, when it felt like it was time to come back out of that, uh, how, what does that, what does that look like? Well, it was an unexpected pregnancy essentially in that I was married. I mean, it was mildly unexpected, not to be dramatic. Um, and so we, I had gone through treatment um, and not fertility, but for my pituitary tumor. And we, it was unexpected whether we were going to be able to conceive or not. And we were sort of nearing the, the line in the sand of it's not looking good. You know, we're going to have to start another path or figure out, you know, say a couple Hail Marys, figure this thing out. So it was right at the cusp when I had gotten pregnant with my daughter, Ren, and diving into motherhood is definitely um, a humbling, beautiful experience. And that whole um, exchange, it, it brought me back alive creatively. It was like, not only what her nursery is going to look like, but who am I going to look like as a mother? What, what am I going to show her? And, um, oof, dang it, I'm about to get emotional. Um, thinking of her and her having dreams mm -hmm. and saying like, what were yours, mom? Did you do anything with them? And I didn't want that to only be in the past. You know, I didn't want her to think that dream chasing for women was from age 18 to 25. And then it was like, poof, kids, um, that's over for me now. Mm -hmm. I wanted her to see it in the present, you yeah. know, but I also wanted her to see me as 100% all in. I'm here for you and your dreams, and I'm going to support you as your mom, as, as my mom did, mm -hmm. um, as my dad did. Um, but I also didn't want to see her think that that spark had to be lost. So it really was like, well, what do I do? And this is going to seem a little, it felt like a big moment for me, but it might not. No, that's a massive moment. Um, and when I was scrolling on Pinterest, right, to get ideas from her for her nursery, uh, and because I had already kind of started the process, I'd picked out some wallpaper and the crib and the chair. And I was just looking for ideas for what type of rug I wanted to get. And I had posted a picture from my maternity shoot 
on my Instagram page. Um, it's just like me sitting in a rocking chair. And as I was scrolling through Pinterest, Which I remember <laughs> I saw that picture. Yes. It's like somebody had taken my picture and reposted it as like inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's me. Maybe <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe this, maybe there's something to this. Um, and it inspired me to start sharing more of my home. It's sharing more of what I just do on a daily basis. Um, but in a here and now kind of way, I used to feel like everything had to be perfectly edited. And uh, especially from the music world, right? You had to have this image and it all just felt so pretentious. And that just part of the reason why I hightailed it out of there, it just wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> and um so just coming at it in a way of I've got spit up on my shirt and I'm going to be here and chat with you about design <laughs> and that's okay because I can be all in here and all in there um, because that's who I want to be. That's the reality. I want to show my daughter that she could be um, a mom and an entrepreneur simultaneously so it's literally what I do is I nurse and breastfeed not my two-year-old I mean no judgment if you do I mean she would love it if we still did but I have another one to feed so (laughs) you know can't do two at once I mean maybe some people do it's a judgment-free zone okay but I literally go we're getting on a whole separate yeah, here. but that's you know what I like about it because, like, I earlier when the call started, uh, or before we started recording, I was just talking about how, like, one day while we were working together, it occurred to me, like, Jamie's funny, <laughs> really funny, and I don't, I don't know why I missed it at first, but um, anyway, hopefully now everybody, everybody knows your secrets out, You're a funny person, you should, like, you know, do something with that in your next iteration. Um, while we've got this here, one thing I want to say, you know, for anyone who's listening to this and like the reason the, that moment that you said, maybe it's a small moment, it's not a small moment is because what you just described was attaching, um, your, what you know about yourself to reason and coming up with a why, which then created mm-hmm. some purpose for you. And the reason that touches us the reason it touches you even to talk about is because that's a rebirth of sorts right that's where hope lives that's a thin place between heaven and earth where we get to experience that boundless sort of thing that we have as children of like that anything is possible the moment when when uh what you know about you all the Mm -hmm. things that you know all the relationships that you you have all the resources that you have to pull from and solid reason i mean um, I was just, you know, like when my, when my daughter was born, it messed me up in the best of ways. <laughs> me too. Quite literally. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also emotionally. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, I wouldn't have it any other way, but I mean, I tried to, I tried to sing to my daughter for like three days and just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't muster it. Like, and cause I was not equal cause like the, the amount of responsibility that like dropped on me, like this little mm-hmm. girl needs me to be her dad, to be her safe place to, and I don't want to mess that up. And like the weight of that, I mean, you're talking about like I, all that I know that I am and this, and this massive reason just came together and it was honestly overwhelming. So yeah. So for everyone who's like, yeah, that does feel like a big moment. It's not something small you know, it's not something small. I, I, you know, I think, I think um, it's one of those things that I feel, I feel like we sometimes minimize those, those thresholds that we, we cross into. Um, and I, it's funny that you even say the timing of it all, because I, I, I feel like, you know, we work together a lot. And then, you know, I might shoot you a message every once in a while, but like we, we the, the, there was like for both of us, cause I was learning a new thing and you were, we were, we were all, all doing some different stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I find out that you're going to have a baby via this message, this beautiful <laughs> photo spread. And then I didn't really think anything of it. And little by little by little, I kept start, I kept seeing I felt <laughs> these these posts and this following and these comments and these co- super committed people 
to what you were sharing. And I remember just kind of going, well, that's interesting. It's just her. No gimmicks there. I know no, her. I know her. <laughs> Not to minimize you, but like, I, I, I was really fascinated to see, like, all you did was decide to open up your window and let people into what you were already doing, at least from the outside looking in, that's what it looked like. Yet, you've been able to bless a bunch of people, like, be a, you know, a, yeah, me too, for a lot of people. Well, I mean, why would they spend the time with you that they clearly do? It's, it's really reassuring and interesting to hear it from a perspective that somebody that genuinely knows me from from the past right you were following me on that same page on my social media as a friend as when it was literally like click this is the latte in my hand right and to click this is the show I'm playing tonight and I never started like a different account right Mm -hmm. it was just my personal account transitioned into this I don't I don't even know what you'd still call it this um community, this online um, community of motherhood, of design, of this creative community, I guess you could say. And the most intimidating part for me was actually posting for the people that actually knew me because I felt like they're going to be like, what? does she think she's doing who does she who does she think she is or this is a little too much or I shared some a story right a postpartum story uh about just like a funny little quip recovery a little TMI moment and then remembered that my uncle follows me and that was (laughs) it's easy it was like why did I keep this on my personal account? It would have been easier to start with strangers, but it was just a creative impulse. And I had made this pact with myself that I was going to stop being in this paralyzing perfection and just go on creative impulse. And here we are. (laughs) I think that's what, I think that's what people connect to. Like, so much of what's out there in social media feels so curated. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, if we're, all, if we're being honest, we can, we can kind of tell when it is. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, and as an artist, there is something I respect about curation, right? Mm-hmm. There's something I respect about me too. Yeah, me something too. in a beautiful image. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I do a little bit of that, right? I edit my photos to have a similar feel. And mm-hmm. um, I like things designed in place in a certain way. But I think that there's this balance, this delicate balance of um, curating and connecting. And, and you want, you need that balance. Um, so, so anyone who's listening right now or watching or wherever where you're on the podcast or the, or the show, like, I hope you're catching this. Like what you're doing, Jamie, is it requires an enormous amount of courage to do. Now, what you've been doing has been working. So for you at this point, it may not feel like you're stepping out in so much faith and courage now. But for the person who is trying to figure out how do I share my unique perspective with the world? Because by the way, you all have one. Mm-hmm. How, do I, how do I share what's meaningful to me with the world? I think your story kind of illustrates, just do it. Yeah. Don't overthink it, <laughs> just do it. Press uh, go. Just, yeah, just take, put one foot in front of the other and, and, and do it. And, um, you know, I like I'm actually being being taught in this moment as, as well. Like this is it's it's, you know, for me, I, I know that uh, a lot of times one of the things that I my inner critic, like all of us artists, right? Like my inner critic is kind of a jerk. Same. And um, <laughs> can sometimes be pretty relentless. And this idea of of like what you have to say isn't enough. So I'll have this idea. It's like, oh, I, I think, I think that could help somebody. But then I start thinking, well, but what will they think I'm trying to say if I say that? As a, for mm-hmm. instance, maybe it's not that, maybe it's some other like, or if I show that, or if I share that, what about these people who know me and know that I don't always get that right that I'm trying to share? Like, 
are they going to call me out? They're going to be like, oh, there's there, that chew. He's, you know. You know Some people will. I can tell you from experience. <laughs> but that is a character trait worth knowing about that person is, is something I have come to realize yeah. um, that whew, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Don't get me wrong, but it's even greater realizing the people that know you, that support you, that lift you up, that say, um, you know, even my uncle still follows me after that TMI moment. He did ask for a disclaimer um, beforehand, just so yeah. he knows, you know, what, yeah. what to watch. And what to watch. <laughs> um, so I do, I do give disclaimers out, but yeah. it is neat to see the people that continue to to just go with you on your path mm-hmm. it's heart-wrenching to see the you know the people that don't understand or feel like who does she think she is mm-hmm. um i know her or i've known her here or there and and it makes me feel i get that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. right that i can't project myself as as a designer um because i'm a stay-at-home mother right now doing this part-time entrepreneur gig as my own which consists of stapling carpet to my stairs literally what I did two days ago and I that thinks this is my inner voice right you think that you could put designer on your page and then I think back but wait hold on a minute you know, I've got, this is, this is actually my husband talking to me, but wait, hold on a minute. (laughs) You've got a degree in design. You've created this platform. You don't have to have this specific title, um, to encourage somebody else to go and do the same thing. Uh, you don't have to fall into these titles and dwell there. And then I get in this comparison run and it is, it's always an internal struggle. But having not only somebody to encourage you, but also, and that doesn't have to be a spouse, you know, that could be a friend that could, for a lot of times for me, it's diving into the word and my devotion and just going, going on that creative impulse. And believe me, it's gotten me this far, but it's also, I've learned some lessons along the way, not only with relationships, but with putting things out there and then re-putting things out there. For instance, I did a whole spiel on color palettes and choosing the color for your room and how to paint it and did all these tips, right? And all the tips are factual, okay? They all still stand regardless, but I am human and I get the paint. Uh, I need to get more paint. And I am in the store with two little kids because I needed to get this by this own personal deadline I had set for myself. One's in a baby carrier. One's not one to keep her mask on because she's two and I'm trying to get paint. (laughs) I'm not paying attention to the guy. The guy does the wrong color. I go and put it on my walls and I think I just literally did a lesson yesterday and I messed it up. I messed it up. So what do I do? I actually had a moment where I thought, we're just not going to share this part. We're just going to redo it. We're going to forget. I'm a professional here. (laughs) What's that? Who is that? That's not, that's not what I'm trying to show here. It's, it's okay. And you know what? I went through this whole procedure to pick out this color, to find the perfect color. The guy gets me the wrong color on a mistake. I like it better. How's that for some humble pie? Yeah. And I think turned out to be the right color. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Right. And I think sharing in that humble pie together, that's literally, that is more relatable and connect something that could draw people together mm-hmm. and me pretending like I know everything. Nobody wants to hang out with that girl. No one does. Or that guy. I mean, honestly, you know, one of the things that, that kind of comes up, you know, currently is, you know, over the last three or four years, it's like this language of creating safe spaces Mm-hmm. It's kind of proliferated out, um, specifically in academia. And, you know, I, I was having a conversation with a friend earlier this week, and we were talking about creating spaces for people to converse, kind of like the old uh, Gre- Greek square, like the temple mm-hmm. squares, where people mm-hmm. would have 
a mathematician over there talking about, you know, calculus and you'd have a philosopher talking about whatever they're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, or, or you might have um, a, 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 a singer of songs kind of sharing the latest stories through song and other people trying to learn them. Like you might have all these things going on. And I said to him, I was like, you know, safe spaces aren't going to be safe because we don't say anything triggering or we don't say anything mm. that causes us to think safe spaces are going to be safe because we have we have a unified belief when we're willing to remind each other that our humanity is so much greater a ground to stand on in terms of common common ground than our ideological differences and quite frankly um when you share a story like, I just taught you all this stuff about what to do to, to, to put, set up your room, and I didn't, I didn't get it right. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Essentially, what, you, what you're doing, I think, is you're letting people know the same experience of, oops, I didn't get it right. That's much more common to all of us than nailing it on the first run at anything that you do. And so it's on that common ground that that I feel like has to be established for two people to walk together or 30,000 or whatever it is. Common ground. I like that. Yeah. Like, and, and so hopefully in the days, weeks, months, years to come, more, more of us can get, can, can get around this idea of like, wow, you know, we all, we all want, basically the same things right like we all have these and we all have a lot of times basically the same struggles and failures and um but we relate often more closely through our failures because those are more common hmm. <laughs> you know, ain't that the truth <laughs> how rare how rare is an olympic champion at anything mm-hmm. that's not common that's radically rare but people who trip and fall on a trail run, that's common. <laughs> Everybody's done that at least. Right. And don't we love the Olympian even more when they shared that they happened to trip on their training this morning? Isn't yes. it? I'm like, I like that yeah. guy. You know, I, we, yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can, yeah, we can vibe. Yeah. So um, I think that's something that has something to do with why, you know, your willingness to just be honest and I, you know, I, I love that even though you still had the, and by the way, speaking of honesty, the impulse to not want to share that. Oh yeah. That was, that was my first reaction. <laughs> also, also something we can all relate to. Right. Yeah. But then you did it anyway. And, and people are like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I have absolutely told my four-year-old to do something and then try to espouse like the virtue of what I just told her to do and then like 10 minutes later do the exact thing that I told her not to do like what they'll sniff you out they'll know yeah dad (laughs) she's I mean she's four but she's aware she you know and and I I will I will say like we can all relate to that a little bit right like because and and I think that's what and by the way not for nothing. Your tips are actually helpful. Well, I hope so. Right. <laughs> I right. could have taken, I could have used them actually. Yeah. <laughs> if I could just follow my own advice. I should pay attention to them more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so for those people who have no idea, oh, by the way, you, I wanted to talk to you about something you put together. I think it was the last year or earlier, the, earlier this year, I've got really kind of confused about time in the last 12. It was 15 years ago, last March. Yes. You put together a, 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 a line of, um, what were they? Like not, not boxes, like a decor item. Um, oh yes. I thought you were talking about the devotional. I did a, that was last fall. Last fall. Okay. Yeah. A line of over a year ago. Yeah. Um, you put in, and, and I remember just thinking, huh, where did that come from? Like, where did it start? There's a story in there and I'd love to know it. And I, instead of just picking up the phone and calling you, 
and going like, you know, good on you. That looks awesome. How did that come to be? Because I'm a curious person. I didn't. And so here we are. And how's now's my chance. And, you know, the chance of everyone else watching, like, how did you stay at home mom get to design your own line of decor items? Like, how did that come about? It's one of those really neat stepping stone stories mm -hmm. that stems from music. How crazy is that? Who would have thought that my home decor, I don't mind. Stems no, from my... <laughs> so I used to go way back to the beginning. Uh, the studio that I used to record at with um, my beloved producer, Albie, who I still love him to this day. I mean, he's given me no reason not to. He's a great guy. Uh, <laughs> he, he also worked with this other singer, Anika, and he thought that we would really get along with each other. And so he introduced us to each other and we became like Facebook friends and I'd share her posts about her concerts. She'd share mine. And we both had this same just entrepreneurial creative spirit. Mm -hmm. Flash forward, she is opening up a home decor shop. Her partnered with her cousin. We've, we both switched gears a little bit in dipping our toe into these other creative waters mm -hmm. and her first thought was I don't know if it was her first thought but one of her thoughts was seeing um, the avenue that I had taken having this history with each other and she just reached out and said hey do you want to collaborate and uh, what does that look like and we met up and we talked through designs and there it was, we created a line together. So I had already kind of stepped into the social media realm mm -hmm. and the design realm. And she was uh, more of the craftsman in terms of power tools and also had the logistics of having an online store and shipping and packaging and all of those things. And so we decided to collaborate together and collaborate on the, the design elements, uh, but then harness, you know, my social media presence and my branding, I guess you could say that I had established and her um, logistics that she had in place. And it was a beautiful thing. So you made a friend mm -hmm. and then years later, your interests circled back around to. Kind of like you and I right here in this moment. How cool is that? that is yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I, I love, you know, my brother once said to me, actually he said it lots of times, but uh, hey man, if you know where I'm going, don't meet me there, beat me there. Ooh. Yeah. And so I think that's what just happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, so you, so you make this friend, cause I was just, you know, it's funny. I was just about to ask you, so what did you know about building and manufacturing and uh, you know, doing like a, an e-commerce sort of platform? Like you know, how, I was wondering all those things and you can't answer the question. Well, I had what I do, <laughs> had what she does, and then we put them together and it worked. Mm -hmm. And so once again, proving that having a, a good network is better. And you know, my grandfather used to always say that a good friend is better than money. Oh, yeah. Time is a commodity, man. She saved yeah. so much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine, exactly. So imagine if you, if your role, if your goal would have been, hey, um, let's, let's do it this way. Let's, let me figure out how to do everything that you do and let you build the social media presence and the marketing acumen that I have. And then maybe, maybe in the future, we can be equals. Like that doesn't even make any sense when you say it like that. Right. Yeah. Community over competition. Oh is, is the ultimate power. That is honestly what has helped me build the the current following that I have. And I would, you know, love for it to, to see it grow. But I, there's that delicate balance of like, I genuinely enjoy the people that are already there. So I don't want to discredit, you know, but there needs to be more of you. Um, <laughs> there, it's, there's, a, there's a beautiful amount of people already there. And that has gotten gotten that way uh, through community through yeah. similar accounts to mine uh you know walking finding common ground with each other sharing each other uh collaborating together not yeah. only has saved time logistically in that decor line but also in 
you know, expanding our reach. Well, community, you said community over competition. Um, I love that. I love that because like a lot of times people will say like collaboration over competition and that's true a hundred percent. But when you say community, like there's this organic sort of feel to that phrase. Like in other words, Hey, if I can help you, I'll just help you and I'll keep it moving (laughs) because we're a community. And if you can help me, help me and just keep it moving. I feel like a collaboration almost feels like, okay, so for this, we're going to collaborate and make that like, we have this goal in mind, but in fact, there's so many little things that we can do to just support one another that don't really like how, how much does it cost you to share somebody's page that you appreciate, even though they're kind of in your same space? What is right. it? Collaborations all upon assets, right? What can, mm-hmm. what assets are you bringing to the table that work with mine that can combine? And that's a beautiful thing, but that's a one-time thing. Community mm-hmm. is Anika. I met you 10 years ago mm-hmm. and I, we have maintained this, you know, friendship through, mm-hmm. through community that now when you're here in this place, not only have you supported me along the way, but we're going to then collaborate, but we have this foundation. And after we collaborate, let's continue this foundation because who who knows where the path is going to continue to lead, right? Like 10 years from now, what do you and I bring to the table for each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and you know, who, I mean, who knows? This is a funny question. Like, I don't like to get too far into the future as far as like dreaming what could be, but like, you know, I had a daughter and then you had a daughter and then I had another daughter and then you had another daughter. <laughs> True. <laughs> and our babies aren't going to be babies forever. Mm, so sadly. The, I know they're squishy and amazing. Um, but they could sleep more. I could, I'd be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who can relate to, to that. Um so I wish we could talk for a much longer time, um, but we're coming to the end of our time together. What, if anything, would you want anybody who is on a journey right now of like reinvention? Because I feel like you have had an extra dose of grace for this reinvention process. And is there anything that you would, you would want to share with anybody about like how to maybe think or what sort of mindfulness you'd want to have going into knowing that one season might be ending and another one might be coming how to any 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 tips on perspective about that i think grace is a great place to start for yourself to be okay with one door closing but also for the people around you because if you've had a support system or if you haven't had a support system, that could go two, twofold. So your support system, if you had one, give them grace in also, this is also a transition for them. And so they may say things or they may not understand. And you want to know that internally you're going through those things too. And they've been on this road with you. So give them grace in transitioning as well and if you haven't had a support system people the people that didn't support you will also say things that are mildly encouraging you know but they will also make you feel like yeah i knew i could have told you that or i i didn't think that was going to work out for you in the beginning or yeah i think this thing is much better and a much better that could they're saying it to be nice but also it's like so did you think i was a fool the whole time (laughs) so giving them grace in that when you're shifting gears and shifting paths you have a lot of feelings and so does everybody else and that sometimes is even harder to navigate than your own as well as for me I internalize other people's feelings right so it made me feel like but I'm making everybody feel this way or what what is everybody going to think of me now that I'm going on this new path and giving everybody grace giving time to process that and just turning the corner and either taking some time to figure out what that turning point is that's okay that's important um because there's nothing there's nothing more than your haters want to see is you to turn a corner and then to turn it again and then for them to say she is running in circles around here Mm -hmm. so take the time to really think about um 
how all those stepping stones are leading you and then just go for it. I mean, that I, my, somebody said to me, um, I had done some research a little bit before I had started into the social media, um, home decor DIY thing, listened to a couple podcasts and took some advice. Um, and one thing that stuck with me is like, talk to people like you're talking to your best friend so that they feel like they're your friend. Um, and so just finding my truest self and just putting that out there sort of led to all of these these other things. I stopped putting myself in a box, stopped trying to chase titles, um, and just sort of started to let my creative impulses go take, take the wheel. I don't know. I really should have ended that with some beautiful quotable thing. And here I'm like, Carrie Underwood, Jesus, take the wheel. Um, yeah, you know, I for that. that's, that's me uh, in a nutshell tries to be eloquent. Um, and isn't, but tries. <laughs> but I think when you, that, that whole thing is, it's beautiful. Cause like people go, hey, okay, you're real, you're real. And I think people want so desperately, honestly, we all wear so many masks so often that it's very encouraging to see what it might look like for someone else to take them off. So even if vicariously for a while, I think there are people who sometimes will be hanging around just because they want to one day have the courage to take their own, their own mask off. So. And it, I mean, the courage is, is not caring about what the people that know you are going to think mm -hmm. that, that's sometimes the biggest hurdle in transitioning is, but what are they going to think? But 100%. am I a fraud? I'm just me. I, you know, it's not to get all, faith-based here but who who didn't know jesus who didn't accept him his hometown peeps in nazareth yeah, yeah. you know in the backyard uh was like what didn't know who what <laughs> um well i i've really enjoyed our time together um and i'm really happy to see you thriving in this space and i can say it appears that uh, it's been a good a good move for you, and um, I look for. I mean, any anything that I can do, I, you. I think you know this, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, I do. I think I know what you're even going to say. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything I can do to support you, <laughs> right back at you. Yes, um, I'm always I'm always here. So uh, with that, uh, if you like this content, if you want more content like this, if there's something about this content that that hit a nerve um that supported you in a way that that you find special let us know uh make it leave a comment uh and again as always share share and share again mm -hmm. sharing you know, is caring sharing is caring yes exactly right uh jamie thank you for hanging out with me today and as always build a vision build a life peace